Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit ElectronicMediaCollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. The Horathon keeps rolling right along here on the 1980s movie graveyard. October Horathon, fantastic, never ending, never stopping, blood dripping down the screen, blood dripping down your earbuds, blood dripping to your ear We got more gruesome horror, gore, and of course the macabre going on here at the 1980s movie graveyard. Everybody, you know me, this is the GOAT, and I'm joined by the one, the only irreplaceable Corey G. Corey G, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Did you did you see that, that on Twitter I had the people help me figure out a podcast nickname uh, poll today? No, I did not see that. Fill me in, please. Yeah. Well, of course I go by Corey G because I've always thought code names are kind of dumb. No offense, goat. But uh, that's my real name. No, I, did, I didn't make it up for a podcast. Well, I figured I needed a nickname, too. So due to voting, uh, it was close with the reflection of perfection coming in second place, which I like that one. But my name that was voted on by the people is El Guapo. El Guapo. That means handsome. I thought it meant uh, fat uh, catfish. El Guapo means handsome. It's also the villain in uh, The Three Amigos. Trace Amigos, you mean? Mm-hmm. Starring the one... Chevy Chase, man. I can't get enough of Chevy Chase. What a wonderful guy. He never meant shit to me. Mm-mm. You're not impressed by anybody or anything, are you? <laughs> I am heavily impressed by... Oh. Hey, go. Corey. What is it? That didn't work out very well for our commercial. No, it didn't. Why, why, why are we doing a commercial? Do we, would he have some I Patreon do money some, come through? Yeah, <laughs> no, but I got to do some plugs. Let's start again. Hey, go. Corey. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, don't, I can't keep going because I don't know what you're plugging. Is, no, it, remember wait, is, isn't it supposed to go? Aren't you supposed to be like, uh, you're no, you're, you're you're the one fucking it up because you're supposed to say goat and I'm supposed to say Corey, and then you're supposed to say I want to talk about blankety blank. And no, then, no, it's, hey hey, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to say shut no. Up. Yeah, uh, you better edit this. No, I'm leaving this all in. This is this is podcast gold. This will really get our Patreon That's numbers true. up. Let's try it again. Here, take five. Hey, go. Corey, shut your fucking mouth. No. I want to talk about a couple of companies. Oh, do you know? Okay. Oh, 
Holy <laughs> shit, let's talk about them. I don't know who they are. Let's talk to, about them. The first company I want to talk about is Beware the Moon Clothing. Okay. You can find them at www.bewarethemoonclothing.com. They're uh, across the pond there in England, and they make all kinds of shirts from movies to music to television shows to wrestling. Make them in all sizes. Make them for kids. Make them for big fat asses, big and tall, wide and small, all that you can. And they ship everywhere in the world, United States. Highly recommend you go check them out. Nice. I need those extra tall shirts so my ass crack ain't showing while I'm sitting on my they just got a brand new Stay Puff Marshmallow Man shirt you can wear. Oh, I have to get on that. And then I want to talk about PWP Blitz. What's that address, cousin? Uh, PW Blitz. If you want to find these guys, you're going to go right on over and surf the web to http colon slash slash www.pwblitz.com. The highest quality independent wrestling scene here uh, uh, in the Midwest, uh, Illinois, and it areas. You know, they have a lot of great talent there. Uh, their last big wrestle show, they had brought in the, the original, the Sandman, DDP. A woman I'm becoming strangely attracted to, and that's Vicky Guerrero. Really? Why is that? Yeah. Uh, why am I attracted to her? Why is that <laughs> yeah. strange? No, no. Why are you attracted? Isn't she a middle-aged woman? <laughs> Yeah, but she don't look too bad to me anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm older. I don't know. I had Wadinger one. Would you know? Now we yeah. want to we want to make it clear here though that um, these aren't paid advertisements. We would like to have paid advertisements one day, but for now we only advertise the stuff that we actually think is cool. Ain't that right, Corey? That's right. I, I tried to get money, but obviously everyone listens to our show is dirt poor. They are dirt poor. Are we going to do our third commercial now and plug our Patreon? Yeah, we have a Patreon page. I'd really like it if you donate at least $2 a month. Yeah, I can't put any more effort like I did the last few shows because it's not working. Yeah, all we ask for is $2 a month. Not only will that help us keep this podcast going to pay what little bit of expenses we have, but it's also going to get you access to lots of cool bonus content. And uh, the first piece of bonus content we have right now is a 90-minute anniversary, one-year anniversary special for the show where we celebrate the one-year anniversary. It's kind of half and half. The first half we go into why we started the show, how the show has evolved, how happy we are about it. And the second half we pretty much talk about the type of shit we always talk about. But if you surf on over... I'm turning. I'm turning heel. Why is that? You know how I was out, had some knee surgery and all that. Well, hold on. Let me let me plug this the right way. The Patreon.com no, slash no, no, 1980s no, no. Movie Graver. I got to do it before you turn heel, because once you turn heel, nobody's going to want to give us anything then. I don't give a shit. Now, when I was gone, I... Now, the Groovy Cat, Crime Bit Podcast, Nerdy Bitches, asked, they wanted to know how I was when I was coming back. Nobody else did, did they, cousin? How many cards, how many letters you get asking about me? I think 0.0. That's right. See, those three people cared about me. I'm like Taz when Bill Alfonso paid his bills. Fuck all you people. I'm be like Brad Hart, you know, hated here but loved there. So I'll never say any disparaging remarks about those people. Fuck everybody else. Now, if you want to make up for that, feel free to send me a card or a letter. 
Yeah. Preferably a card with money in it. A card with money. Um, you just take it. You got to roll it up, though, and put it in a bottle. <laughs> Throw it in the ocean it. or lake. Do you accept mail from uh, saltwater bodies, water, or freshwater only? Uh, I'll take both. Okay, both. Freshwater, if it's uh, got money in it, saltwater, uh, <laughs> you'll take anything. I'm going I'm to start another GoFundMe. Yeah, let's talk about, holy shit, let's talk about GoFundMe. I don't want to talk about that. That put okay. a bad taste in my mouth. Okay, we won't talk about GoFundMe then. <clears throat> All right. But it ended up being more like, go fuck me. Yeah, because that's what everybody told you to do, right? <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Fans, maybe maybe because, let me appeal to everybody listening. Something I should have done before I turned heel, but we're going to try it anyway. <laughs> now we're going back. We're going back to baby. Things. I have. Let me tell you, beautiful people, something. I have a region-free Blu-ray player. A lot of the movies that I do are... Region 2. Mm-hmm. Last stuff I review, Region 2. It died on me the day I got my American Ninja Region 2 box set. <laughs> now, sure, I can get a new one. You know, my wife buy me a new one, but we got Christmas. You know, the kid always comes first, so I don't feel like I should have to really wait two months to get one. So I'm appealing to you fans who read my reviews and that you want to read more. I need that player. I just need to raise a crummy $175. That's it. There are 52,000 fans. That's change a piece. I have seen you keep degenerates in this country on GoFundMe. I have seen you help get fucking uh, vagrants get their shit out of storage. I've seen people ask for the dumbest shit in the world and get it. I'm only asking for a crummy $175. If each of our fans donate 0.0033653846153838 cents, meaning basically a little more than a quarter of a penny each of our fans gave, you would be back in business be able to watch all these movies and stuff that you do, right? And let me tell you my tears. Tell them your tears. If you, if you donate one dollar, no, I'm, no, fuck. If you don't, yeah, we got. I think at least a dollar. You can't do change. You donate one dollar, I'll personally read your name on the air and say thank you. You donate five dollars, I'll do that same thing, only more sincere. If you want to go above and beyond and pledge twenty dollars or more. I will personally call you on Skype and say hello. Wow, so generous. I can't believe people aren't reaching for their credit cards right now. If they don't, they're going to make the list. How how are they going to donate, though? Because I thought you deleted the GoFundMe. I'm going to start it up again. Okay. I'm going to start it up. You're back at it again like Sonny, ain't that right? Sonny's back in jail. (laughs) She's back at it again. She's back at it again. That's gonna and Patreon fans, if you subscribe, I'll start my own show. What did Sonny do this week? Wow. <laughs> There'll always be content, trust me. Sonny is a never ending supply. But we talked eleven minutes now on this recording. I wanna thank I wanna thank Matt 
Oh, yeah, big time. I don't need to give out his last name. That's no one's fucking business. Matt E. Movies is fucked. Movies Ambrosia, too. Movies Ambrosia. The first person to pledge $2 on Patreon. And Cousin, I just got a brilliant idea. Mm. Brilliant idea. You know how all these fucking nerds do these live YouTube things now? Oh, yeah, those are horrible. Okay, we're going to do our own horrible YouTube Patreon telethon. <laughs> okay. How are we going I'm to do being it? I'm serious. Are we going to do it on YouTube or what? Or Google Hangout? Yeah. How are we going to do it? <laughs> uh, it'd have to be YouTube. YouTube. We- I might even I might even do it without my shirt for the ladies. Oh, I'm sure they'll all be watching YouTube for that. All right. I really want to talk about this movie. <laughs> I want to thank you for buying this movie. I love this movie. I love this movie, too. I didn't love this movie, oh, did you? but but then I watched you? it again, so now I love it's it. It's good, isn't it? It is good, and we'll get into it here in a second. Welcome to the 1980s movie Graveyard, the show that lets forgotten movies have one last chance to shine. Now sit back and relax. Enjoy the show. But uh, I feel like the movie peaks in the first 90 seconds, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, think, I think this is kind of a movie that's missing a, a part piece of a reel toward the end. <laughs> yes, it is. It's no trick-or-treat. I'll say this. It's no trick-or-treat, but it is worth watching. No. It's no trick-or-treat, but it's a hell of a lot better than Rock and Roll Nightmare. Mm-hmm. I have been inhaling gas fumes all day. My rock star... What is this? Lime Freeze is starting to kick in, so let's get this movie rolling. We are going to go ahead. We have the DVDs because there is no Blu-ray of this, or else we would own the Blu-ray. Uh, we have a, yeah, Synapse just did a DVD. Yeah, back in 07 or whatever this was. We have a pause yeah. at the three-second mark because there's no opening titles on it. It's just an opening shot of a city. Not the Twin Towers, but a Twin Towers-like building. Three seconds into the DVD. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. When I say go, hit play on your DVD player. You got your uh, remote or whatever you have going, cousin? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, everybody, one, two, three, go. All right. I think this is filmed. This this is Canada, isn't it? Uh, part, part New York, part Canada. I think this part right here actually is New York. Cause, um, <laughs> that dude right there, he rocking a mullet. He is. This is... Uh, I never even said that we were watching Black Roses. I fucked this whole intro up. I just was so quick to get into it. That's right, Black Roses. It has a tagline, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Um, here we go. The movie just starts out, and that's what I mean by it peaks. There is a, a band like made up of literally monsters. like Not like Guar, but like actual monsters. Yeah, they're like demons, yeah. Yeah, demons. And the, 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 this is the highlight of the movie, unfortunately. I mean, I'm glad that it's what? in there. I just wish it didn't start the movie like this, because this concert is awesome. The makeup is awesome. Uh, you'll never see this makeup again, unfortunately, in this movie. And the reason that is, is they actually filmed this part after they filmed the movie, and they realized that... No, no, you see the makeup at the end. But it, no, it's not this makeup at all. Like, th- like, this makeup uh, was created for this one day, and they never recreated it. But this makeup is what you always saw in Fangoria back when they was promoting it and shit. 
Oh, because it's a hell of a nice job. Oh, it's amazing. It's better than the shit you see I mean, in like Star Wars now. And it's like it's like they went in a time machine. Like the lead singer, I don't know how, but he looks just like Paige. He Not looks, Paige. I'm sorry. He doesn't look like Paige. <laughs> he looks like that hugging bitch Bailey. Oh god. But uh, he he almost looks like what would you say? He looks like an alligator man. He's got like a snout on his face. Does and the drummer looks kind of like a Freddy Kruegerish type. Yeah, the ba- who was bass player is awesome. He's like a demon bat face guy. But what's cool is like they actually have like what's great about this makeup is the guy. I think the singer has like a wig on, but like the rest of the guys actually have their real hair, so they blended the prosthetics like seamlessly into their faces and shit. And here we go. All of a sudden, we realize this doesn't this lobby of this uh, theater look like a movie theater, cousin? It does, but the outside of it looked like it was like an old peep show. Yeah, it did. It's very, very weird. I know this part. This was this is actually how the movie was originally supposed to open. The guy looking through the door at the concert going crazy, but you, you never were supposed to see what was inside. But here's some great looks. They turn the whole crowd into demons. Yeah. How'd you know? How'd you find that research out? I listened to the commentary track, cause. <laughs> uh, you know, to be honest with you, I've never done that. Yeah. For any movie or just this? The only commentary track I ever really liked was The Rock on Walking Tall. Oh, God. That shtickster. Because he does it as The Rock. He's a shtickster. No, but... uh, The Rock makes everything great. The producer of this movie, James Glickenhaus, he uh, was a director on his own, right? He made Exterminator and Shakedown, which was a really cool movie that took place around 42nd Street. Yeah. Yeah. But he was the producer of this. Exterminator. I was... I was never an exterminator. I like Exterminator 2, I like, but Exterminator 1, I never thought was that great of a movie. But this Fasano guy, I'm not sure what else he did. But here we have the, the band Black Rose. Now they're looking for a new town to take over. So they roll down the street in their Ferraris. Or they Lamborghinis, I'm sorry, Lamborghinis. Uh, the one's a Lambo. I think they're I both. I know the white one's a Lambo. They might both be. Yeah. The, thing that I, the only thing I never really understood is why they find these small towns to do it in. Yeah, you think they would want to go to a bigger town that they're trying to take over. Well, the other thing, what happened to all those demons that came out of the... Yeah, those demons the, were... Uh, let's explain the demons that, you know, that they turned the crowd into demons by playing their concert. But the, the demons that, like, surged out of the theater and ran the cops over, they were uh, they were pretty much like zombie Halloween masks. <laughs> But the thing is, is they were never mentioned again. No. Like, what happened to them? Yeah. And, like, I'm Why assuming... Why is there no one in this fucking town? Yeah, I'm assuming that was supposed to be New York, or maybe it was Toronto or something. I don't know. But, uh... But, yeah, they, they, they pretty much, uh... Because, like, this... This town right here, Mills Basin, it's actually, like, Columbus or some bullshit up in Canada. Um... They, uh, you can see it always on the background. So, so, I mean, this is supposed to be taking place in the Canadian upper northern New York area that where this band, I guess, is torn around, taking over city by city. You know what I mean? And no one's catching on. No. But, like, yeah, I'm, they, unless they're always picking these hillbilly, like, Christian like towns, too. Which kind of appears, but that was a big city they were playing in at that peep show. <laughs> That was a yeah. big peep show. There's like hundreds, like probably 200 seats in that peep show. Well, they're a well-known band because all these right. kids have like their 
They don't even have like posters. They have like little black and white flyers at the singer. <laughs> yeah, but it's like uh, Black Roses shows up, and, and they they have like a group of um, like groupies with them. I guess you would say, lack of a better term, that these girls that go and put the flyers up for them, and they put them up themselves. Like I'm guessing, I don't know. That's old school do-it-yourself punk right there, baby. Only they're doing it with that faggy glam metal music. Yeah. And um, here we're kind of getting the uh, the high school kids, getting introduced to them. And one is just a kid who lives with his dad who ignores him. The other one is like a girl who's like has a real like easy home life. Everybody's like leave it to Beaver. And now we have this girl who's getting sexual advances from her stepfather. Yeah. <laughs> Very creepy. And you know the teacher is like really cool because they're going into the school now because he wears jeans. Oh, yeah. He's totally. And you know what else? This uh, I thought this teacher guy who's kind of like the main adult character in the movie. I thought he kind of like had like a, almost like a cowboy look. Turns out this motherfucker was a, one of the Marlboro men in the 70s or eight, early 80s. Really? Yeah. That's what the director said. You know who he kind of reminds me of? A young Ronnie Mund. Yeah, the limo driver. That's right. A little bit taller. I can see it. I love some Mundo. Now, I don't know where you're at on this, cousin, but uh, this movie was very hard for me to track in terms of, like, the high school girls that are in this. Because the three kind of lead high school girls, they all look the same to me. <laughs> cool. As, as I've heard before, full disclosure. Okay. I've actually, the first time I saw this movie was like on USA when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated by it. And I knew it was cut to shreds, you know. And, and plus, like everybody else, I remember that fucking, that box, that 3D like VHS box. Then like the eyes so light up like, on it or some shit. I can't remember. I think it was just like metallic. I remember like you would touch it, it was out. like raised up. Yeah. And yeah. the Frankenhooker box would say want a date if you pushed it. Yeah, that's right. I think I'm thinking of the yeah, dead pit box that lit up. And I bought this, you know, of course, when it hit DVD. But, yeah, it's like I, my my favorite because there's only so many of these, like, heavy metal horror movies. But Trick or Treat is, like, leaps and bounds the best. But oh, I put this right at number two. I, I still really like this, actually. I mean, well, it's kind of corny, sure, but I, have, I think it's fun. The funny thing is this movie is well-made. And there's some parts of it that seem, it's just uneven, I'd say. Because, like, there's some parts of it that seem very high budget and well done. Like, lots of crane shots and shit. And then there's some parts, mostly the parts filmed in, like, the houses and stuff that, like, the movie looks very homemade, I would say. You know what I mean? That whole shot on video is making a comeback, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think this was shot on video. It has a pretty good film. No, no, I think it... I don't think it was theat- I think it was probably limited theatrical. I mean, we didn't get it here, but I'm sure some places did. Like I said, Fango covered it like crazy. See, that's that's the thing is I never saw this for a long, long time because, um, uh, you know, I saw it in Fango, all hyped up. I was always buying, getting Fango back then, um, and uh, you know, I was like, oh, Black Rose. You know, it was always the picture of like the makeup from the first scene we were talking about. And then, like, it just, it never came out. Like, I was, like, waiting. And that was, like, back then, like, you didn't really know, automatically know a movie's released, released it. You just see it in Fango. It could be coming out next month. It could be coming out three months. Like, you didn't really know. You know what I mean? So, like, I waited. And a lot of times they were letdowns, too. Right. Like, you know, so I waited and waited. It never came out. 
So I guess it, like you said, probably limited theatrical. Um, it was years and years before I even saw it in the video store. And finally I saw it in the video store. And I'm trying to think of it. I can't remember the name of it. It had a real weird name. But it was finally like a really big video store opened up near us. And they finally had it. And I rented it. And like, I remember, you know, like whatever. And then like, it was years later, like I saw it again, like when I was older, like when I was probably in my early 20s and I rented it again. And I was like, oh, this is fucking awful. So that's why I was uh, like not looking forward to seeing it. But when I see it again, it's actually pretty good. I like it now. Fango let me down big time back in the day with, I thought, uh, horror show. You know, I looked so forward yeah, to that right. and that was a piece of shit. And well, also too, dude, I wasn't a big fan edited. of Pumpkinhead either. Yeah. Uh, even unedited, though, it stunk. But Pumpkinhead, they kind of had to hype up or else Stan Winston wouldn't let them get the pictures of all his effects later on if they didn't put Pumpkinhead over, you know? Pumpkinhead was a very big disappointment to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. It's it's nothing special. It just has a cool monster that can barely move. <laughs> when they barely see. Yeah. Now, this is a funny scene where the dad of this boy is like, uh, who all the kids are like 32 in this movie playing high school kids. He's like asking his son, what's up with this Black Roses concert coming to town I keep hearing about? Like he doesn't even notice that the kid's painting the Black Roses like skulls <laughs> He's on putting his it on jacket. the back of his denim jacket. Yeah. That's some old school do-it-yourself jean jacket work. It is. Now, here we get a gripping uh, PTA meeting who, like, I would have never known this, and it actually made me slip this movie in afterwards to watch some of it, but this this older lady here that's screaming about this rock band and all this stuff, this is actually the lady that was a star of Creature of the Black Lagoon. Wow. Yeah, so, like... Look at that satanic, look at that satanic skull she's holding up. And it's clearly, like, a hand-painted drawing <laughs> of that skull. <laughs> I go to PTA meetings. There ain't this many people there. But, uh, but you know, they cast this lady just because she was in Creature from Black Lagoon. Like, you know, like a lot of times independent horror movies, in the supporting roles, they, they put people who are famous from other horror movies or whatever. But I don't think anybody at the time this came out, they knew that this was even the lady from Creature from the Black Lagoon, really. What's that new gimmick one coming out now? The well, Kane Hodder and all, they're calling it the Expendables of Horror. I don't know the name of the movie, but I know exactly the movie you're talking about. It'd be a straight-to-video turd. I'm sick of straight-to-video turds. <laughs> like, like, I always bitch about uh, like how there's no horror movies coming out. Everybody's like, well, did you see this? It was straight-to-video. Did you see this? It's like, I get unless unless I have like five or six people tell me a straight-to-video movie is awesome, I won't even try anymore because they're, they're all fucking terrible. Or 99% of them are terrible, I should say. Being nothing's going on right now. You want to know what's real terrible? Hmm. Bound for glory. Oh, let's not even... I'm not even going there. No. That's it a, was awful. That's a, no, I'm not even going there. It's a one-match pay-per-view. Yeah. What, what was SummerSlam then? <laughs> SummerSlam was a, was a one-match pay-per-view. But I've said that. But it that. was four hours long. I'm not a team. I'm not a TNA hater. I'm just saying I can only look at EC3 so much. Uh, Damien Sandow is beyond wasted there. And who how, the fuck makes matches with rounds? How is he wasted when he has creative control over what he's doing? How is he wasted? Because the, the only thing he was ever good at was the stuntman gimmick is with the Miz Dow. 
Well, he wasn't good at anything else. That's his fault if he's getting creative freedom now and he's not doing anything good. That's right. He stinks. They should write something for him. Nice guy. I met him, but no, that's the only thing he was ever over with. Was, was Did he say his name was Aaron Rex when you met him? Uh, no. <laughs> he was <laughs> he still didn't. getting... He, he was still getting that Damien Sandow money for them autographs. Yeah, he was signing Sandow and that shit. That's right. No, I really like the pay- I really like the pay-per-view. Who, it was who a- makes a match rounds? Come on. Well, that's a new gimmick, though. I actually like it's that. It's a stupid gimmick. It's not MMA. Well, that's what they're trying to make. They're trying to get a new audience. Like, everybody's been doing the same shit in professional wrestling for 20 years. And that's why even the great and powerful Meek Mahan has ratings now that aren't even half of what he had 10 years ago. Like, I give them credit. They're trying to do some new shit, you know? And I like Well, the, the only thing we got working for, d- deleting the K match was good. But that's because it was all whacked out bullshit film two days before. <laughs> no, I actually thought... You the... didn't convince me that was going on as well, if they well, that... it. No, it wasn't. But that wasn't the leader to K. That was the great war you're talking about. That was the great war, yeah. The leader to K was awesome, too. But, I mean, they were killing people to get to that compound. They were. It was awesome. But I, I thought all the film shit for the great war was kind of lame. I thought the good stuff was once they got back into the ring. That finish was fucking awesome. You're Matt Hardy, a guy with little to no time. I mean, those two, when they're all fucked up on drugs, their wrestling ability went away. But whatever shit they're coming up with, it might be shit, but it's some it's some shit that you're talking about. Oh, I like it. I don't, you know, like, I mean, I think it's going to run its course eventually, just like anything else. But, like, I applaud them for doing something new and not, you know, just going down the same path and shit. But, I mean, it's all going to be for naught unless Dixie sells the company. I mean, the, the company's not going to make it long term with Dixie, so... Hopefully oh, she sure can sell could. it to Billy Their parents Corgans. are billionaires. Yeah, but they're no they're not investing anything in the company anymore, so it's like Billy Corgan, the what a lot of people put a lot of faith in the smashing pumpkins guy. Well, who do you put faith in? Meek Man. <laughs> he's been giving he's been shitting in his own hand and handing it to you for twenty years. You gotta I would you love, gotta support somebody would, new, you know? I would love to buy TNA. Oh, you probably could. You just have to pay all their old bills that they don't pay. Let's get to let's get to Patreon going. Me and you will buy TNA. We'll we'll make it. I'll get Mister Backlund to have a stable. Oh, we're gonna I make TNA great again. No, see, that's the thing that sucks. You can't win with this. Is why I don't like talking about wrestling is like you can't win with wrestling fans because it's like everybody's like. TNA don't have nobody on their roster, and then like they sign some people that used to be in WWE. Well. All they do is stock their roster with old WWE has-beens and, like, all that shit. It's well, like, there's only one company to get it from. What else are you going to take? Exactly. Well, but when, <laughs> when Meek Mahan fucking fills NXT back up with all TNA guys, then that's okay. That's okay, yeah. Oh, I don't give a jam. I don't give a fuck about Bobby Roode. I like his song. To, to that's me, it. He don't mean shit to me. To me, wrestlers are wrestlers. They wrestle in the Indies. Yep. They wrestle in the... Like, it don't matter. Like, they're free to do whatever the fuck they want. Let's get back to Black Roses, because it's getting interesting now. This is the part where the the kid, Bobby, whatever his name was, he was going to paint the town red. And by paint the town red, he was going to get a red paint bucket. But then he got scared. This town is deserted, cousin. There's not anybody for miles. Why did he get scared and run away from his red paint can? And then see the demon flyer lit on fire right there. Yeah, and then the paint can lit on fire. That's what I meant, the paint can lit on fire. Well, it's flammable. 
But why? Just because there was a demon nearby, apparently? It was demon. It was demon paint. What kind of high school has a swing set in the parking lot? <laughs> they filmed this outside of a daycare center, I think. Oh, they had to our grade school or something. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you know, like, this guy right here, the main dude, not the teacher, but this main kid here, yeah. the graffiti bandit here, he looks 46. He is so old looking. He's actually a pretty good actor in the movie, though. He's just way too old to yeah, cast in this role. Too old. Yeah. He looks as old as the teacher. Yeah. The girls look pretty old. They're not as bad, of course, but they look pretty old, too. I like how now all the kids are starting to be. They're already corrupted by that devil music. Yeah, just from the flyers being around town, they're starting to like question authority in the, uh, yeah, the classroom. Well, the flyers have some mojo in them. They lit on fire. Yeah. They, they I give Sammy Kirk credit. Like, he looked like a badass. Yeah. Fucking. He, I mean, still a hair metal, like, faggy guy, but he at least looked cool where these guys, they don't even look like metal. They just look kind of. <laughs> Cross-dressing. Yeah. And I, wham. I think these guys, and their look changes throughout the movie. During during what concert they're doing shit, but I think these guys were more influenced by like Kiss than anything. Yeah. Like even like eighties Kiss, like they're just stealing the eighties Kiss outfits. It would have been, I and mean, then I wonder if Guar got the, was influenced by this movie. I don't think so because Guar was like starting like right around the same time, and like I said, it'd be different if this was like a big hit like Nightmare on Elm Street, but. I doubt it was hard to you know when this movie came out like around eighty eight it was hard to uh, really know about it you know. So he get mouthed to the teacher. He touched that pagan flyer. And now he's got the venom in him. Yeah, he's tired of this and town. He cut, and he cut the sleeves off his jean jacket. And drew a skeleton face smiling on the back. <laughs> this fucking this fucking Guido over here. He he's the only character that really annoyed me. Yeah, he's very weird too. He's very flamboyant, I would say, for for like supposed to be the tough guy. Look, he's doing the blowjob sign to that girl. He's a bully. Now, I don't know about your school. Like when I, when I went to school, there was a lot of bullies, but I, like, I never saw a guy bullying a girl. Did you? Did that happen in your school? No. Yeah. Uh, but he's still no. He's no William Zabka. I mean, he was beating up women in his movies. Oh, he would straight punch him in the stomach. Yeah. Billy Zavka was a scumbag in his roles. Uh, did you see the Karate Kid videos that, that I have up on YouTube? No, when did you put not it on there? YouTube? Not on YouTube, on our Facebook page. No, it's this. It's set to the Katy Perry song. No, okay. <laughs> Only instead of this Friday night, it's the Cobra Kai's. Got to go watch the same guy that made the Revenge of the Nerds oh, uh, tribute okay. video that I had up there made this one. <laughs> I actually saw a pretty good Black Roses tribute video. I think I'll post that on our page soon. Maybe right before this episode comes out. Now here we have the band is like, we gotta explain this because it wasn't really clear in the first opening concert that we saw, but the band, like when they turn everybody during demons and demons uh, during their concert, it don't happen like right away. They have to play five to six shows at the same stage at the same arena. <laughs> <laughs> to slowly yeah. turn everybody over the course of a week in the demon. So this is the first show where all the parents show up to see how it's going to be. 
But I've always had one big complaint with this. Mm. Like, okay, like all the parents here, and you see he comes out and he sings some, I'm going to skip ahead. He's going to sing some like little rock ballad, you know, and all the parents are just like, yep, they seem okay, so they all leave. Right. And then they go into their devil music. But number one, why would you buy a ticket and leave? Number two, they couldn't hear the music change from the hallway. Well, not only that, but they it seems like they actually let let the band play the high school, yeah. and they're like, "We don't want this band in our town, but they played our high they're playing our high school. It's like how do you let that happen? <laughs> well here's like why do all like even Sammy Kerr, why do all these people want to play high schools? Yeah, I know it's weird. Don't you want to play like a rock arena you know a big arena, have a big crowd? But you yeah. get more demons that way. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, they come out like real pusses here. They're not even wearing the regular clothes. Not only that, but this isn't even the same. Like, it's the same singer guy, but it's not even the same band that was in the first sequence. Like, because now, now they got girls gone. playing instruments. They got extra band members. <laughs> Where'd they get all these people? That's Entourage. Mm. He might have to get fresh demons from town to town. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they wear out quick and die. Yeah. He has to get a new band of demons. If you were to recast this band with wrestlers, oh. who would you cast as the lead singer? I'm saying Ambrose. Oh, no. Dean is too manly for this Damien role. I think Not Ambrose AJ. <laughs> I think for the lead singer, I'm actually going to go with uh, Heath Slater because he's got the same color hair. Oh, for poor the, Heath. For the the guy playing drums in the back, I'm going to go with uh, Jay Uso because he's got that dark and swarthy look. For the keyboard player over on the side, I'm probably going to have to pick uh, what uh, what's his name? Um, oh shit, I'm blanking now. The guy on Raw, Sammy Zayn's going to be playing keyboards, and for that girl that plays the guitar, I'm getting Sasha Banks. You know who might be good for the lead singer? Who? Big Cass. Really? <laughs> Maybe. He could be. He's got the hair for it. They just He's got the hair. hair he see, look at that hell. Oh, they, seem, they seem okay. Let's leave. Keep in mind, they're like, what, 30 seconds into the first song of a three-hour concert? <laughs> yeah. And they wait because everybody leaves. Uh, well, I guess that does take them right outside, not down the hallway. Yeah. It's like foggy outside the door, too. See, a teacher knows something's up. Yeah, he turn, he has to turn around and give one last look at uh, Damien here. Damien's the lead singer, in case we didn't explain that. But um, Damien gives him a glare there. But like that's the lamest. That comes up. Goes, this this movie sounds. This music sounds like shit. Let's go get a drink. <laughs> it does sound like shit too. I like the like I like the first song during the first concert at the beginning. Uh, the song was a Lizzie Borden song, "Me Against the World." It was really good. But here they really start playing some. I don't know. And he's got I don't that, like any of this glam music. Yeah, like the lights go out. Like once the parents leave, the lights go out, and all of a sudden they all have like new, like more naked outfits on. This 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 outfit that the singer is wearing isn't this what the gym teacher was wearing in Nightmare on Elm Street two when he was at the, the I, leather bar? I believe so. I think it's like he looks like a. Outfit. <laughs> well, he, isn't that the same thing John Michael Thor had on in that Rock and Roll Nightmare movie that everybody likes? 
It could be. I've only seen the post. I hate that movie. I've never watched it. Synapse put it out the same day they put out this. Did you buy it? Yes. Because <laughs> I had actually mean. never seen I had never seen it, and I heard, like, how amazing it was. It was some like, final deletion was leaps and bounds, higher production values than Rock and Roll Nightmare. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, I, I hate to buy a DVD nowadays in 2016, but I got to say, this DVD actually looks decent. I watched it on my 60-inch, and it didn't look bad at all. No, I um. Like I said, I, I like the movie. I don't. I think the one thing that maybe hurt the movie was it, it takes itself very seriously. Well, it's like I think probably the the bad thing about the movie is the inconsistency because there's a lot of scenes that are actually good, and then like we'll get to it when it comes up. But then there's like some horror scenes that are very silly, and it doesn't really match like the serious part of the movie. You know what I mean? I just like how not all the kids are starting to be. They don't they don't respect their favorite teacher anymore. They're they possessed by that evil satan. This was all around the satanic panic era too. So, yeah. and this was where Tipper Gore was trying to fight and ban Ozzy Osbourne and all that shit. I really wish uh, that would have been successful. <laughs> I wouldn't have fucked that censorship. Garbage. Then we wouldn't have had to see a TV show with some fucking clown walker. I don't think we had to see that, though. That's the problem. That became such a huge overnight sensation. Everybody was glued to it, and I never understood why. It's like, how many Ozzy Osbourne albums do you own? Okay, zero. Okay, why are you watching this show? Who cares? What I don't get is that, is that well, number one, doesn't that ruin your mystique as this evil right. rocker where they do all these dumbass reality shows? Yeah. It's like you took the time and effort to bite the head off a live bat. Now you want to... Fucking show the world that you're too stupid to run a dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, the what the one episode I've only seen one episode. And he spent all time trying to figure out how to use one of the universal remotes. Yeah. Oh fuck, Sharon. That's <laughs> all this shit was. Sharon had so much. She had so much fucking plastic surgery. It was ridiculous. I'll tell you what. When them ratings and those shows deals and everything went away, Sharon got out quick, didn't she? <laughs> Yeah, and then the satanic rocker's wife, she goes to host The View. Yeah, and, and wants to talk At about least Gene Simmons, at least Gene Simmons admits he's a money whore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a problem with Sharon Osbourne, man. She's been picking on our boy Corey Feldman. He did his tribute to Michael Jackson-type oh, performance God. on TV. It was great, and then she wants the, who is he? Who is he? Why'd they book him on a show? It's ridiculous. It's like... It's like okay, you make you make millions of dollars giving out your idiot opinion. Like, what qualifications qualifications do you have to come on the View and talk about political bullshit and whatever and judge who should be on TV and who not? The best part about that train wreck performance of his was that he was crying the next day on all his interviews and saying he was afraid to leave the house. Okay, the song stunk, but didn't you think his dancing was awesome? I thought that thing was so hard to watch. Oh, I didn't. I thought that it was guy great. Is, that guy is so far gone. I thought it was legit. I'm serious. I think I thought it was legit. I mean, you know, obviously if when he puts on concerts and stuff, obviously people are going to come because they know him from his movies and shit. I get that. You know, the music's not the greatest. Not the, not the worst either. I much rather listen to that than fucking uh, Ariana Grande or whatever bullshit that's on. Oh, right yeah, I'll now. give you that. But, like, I don't know, like... Like, it was fascinating. I'll put it that way. It wasn't boring. Like, 99.9% of 
all this boring shit. Now here we have the kids. We start to see that the influence of the music's making them turn violent. The the Guido guy, and we do. We I think we're within our rights to call him a Guido because we find out later his dad is actually big pussy from the Sopranos. <laughs> he's doing the he's doing the press slam. Yeah, he, they start fighting over a record album out in the parking lot of the school, and like they're actually like slamming each other down on the concrete, breaking each other's noses and shit. Doing the press slam. Yeah. Made famous by the, uh, the British Bulldog. That's right, Davy Boy. Now, okay, I have to say this this scene really threw me for a uh, loop here because the teacher guy he goes to the the you know I mean it's in the high school like auditorium. I say he went down the steps. Yeah, he went down the hallway. He's talking to Damon, the lead singer, Black Roses, who's giving him a glass of milk, trying to make it seem like they drink milk all day. Damien is now he you know he's not in a stage where he's dressed really conservatively like almost like a preacher type guy and he has short hair all of a sudden the whole rest of the movie he has long hair halfway down his ass how come this guy gets short hair all of a sudden like I don't get it Wait, at all. Man, let's just wear let's just wear a wig on stage yeah it must be like a, uh, a Spencer's gifts with <laughs> rock and roll I'm wig. pretty I'm pretty sure if you, if you really went and looked at some of these eighties hair bands I'm pretty sure a lot of them guys wore wigs. Cause that shit was all poofed up and shit. I know kids yeah. wear wigs when they when they got older and stuff because they didn't have the big hair really left. I wonder how many guys like uh, in those hair bands. They probably spent more time like hairspraying up their hair and shit than they did practicing their songs. <laughs> well, that's evident by that shitty noise they call music. <laughs> yeah, that's why the I'm drummer kinda... looked like Tom Savini. Yeah, they kept making a big deal. Like, they're saying that was their coup of this movie, that the drummer guy's Carmina piece. And I think he sings some of the lyrics on some of the songs, too. The uh, this, the part that was, like, filmed separately after the fact, the opening concert, um, that was a Lizzie Borden song. Like we said, that was just kind of thrown in there. But the rest of the songs were, like, kind of put together by this band that they put together for the movie and shit. But we haven't even really talked about the lead singer, Damien. Doesn't he kind of look like, um, what do you call it? What's that guy's name? Um, little red-haired fuck. Uh, looks like his older brother, the uh, Seth Green. <laughs> he looks like Seth Green's older brother. Kind of. A little bit. Kind of more like a Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> a thin Danny Bonaducci. Star of America's Deadliest Video, a film I just reviewed. In the face, he kind of looks like uh, Seth Rollins, too. <laughs> yeah. He's got that smirk, evil smirk about him. See, right for this guy, I would have cast Enzo Amore. Yeah, for the Guido guy. Yeah. The Guido's really Who weird. Who the fuck mounts a concert speaker on their wall? I thought that was weird. They have big speakers on the wall. He's listening to Black Roses as he pumps up, getting ready to beat up more. Now, here comes Big Pussy from The Sopranos. Is this guy's name Vincent Pastore or something? Something like that. I like him. He's a good character. He's actor. actually pretty thin in this, though. Wasn't that fat? No. Well, he's telling about his ear. He makes him look like a fag. Yeah, he actually says his son looks like a faggot in this. That's how you know, fans, it's a true 80s movie when homophobia was uh, freely thrown around. Oh, yeah. Homosexuality is hilarious in the 80s. Like, I was, I was t- when me and Trevor were talking about this when we talked about the chocolate war. Back in the 80s and 90s, 
it was like forget about satanic panic. There was like homo panic because like everybody oh, yeah. was just calling everybody a, a, either a faggot, a gay wad, or something. Or like that, like like they kind of wore that shit out. You know, everybody said, "Oh, political correctness came in." I think they just wore that shit out. <laughs> That's what really happened. See, I don't think I don't think people even used like I say fag all the time, but it's never about a homosexual. Right. You know what I mean? It's just become like an insulting word over time. I like I said, I always say fag, but it, it never has anything to do with gay. Well, remember in the eighties when everything something was like stupid and people didn't like it. They said, "Oh, that's gay. That's gay." Say. Yeah, this is kind of a cool scene here where the record is possessed. Although I do, I do think it, it's probably not proper to say that stuff anymore because, like now, like much more bigger percentage of the population is gay. So now, so it's, it is more offensive now. I would say. So they claim. I would say the, I always like I always like this little puppet. Oh, I thought this was awful because uh, he tries to turn off the Black Roses record and um, uh, like what did you call this? Like a gremlin spider pops out of the speaker. Something <laughs> came out of the speaker, yeah. And Big Pussy has this tail is still connected. Yeah, Big Pussy has this fight where he has this big uh, spider puppet on top of him. And uh, the spider puppet, the face kind of looks like. Damien's monster form a little bit. I don't get why Big Pussy didn't stand up, why he just keeps crawling around. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't a very good, like, uh, creature. It was obviously a puppet. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't have the most, I don't know, acrobatic fight with it. So you had, he had, he had to kind of gimp himself and wait for it. But it's great when it starts just chewing his whole face. <laughs> Sucks him into the speaker. Yeah, this is this part remind me like it was really inspired by radio drum because you got all of a sudden the speaker turns like biomechanical has all these veins like these dick veins on it and it's like pumping and throbbing and you know like kind of like the TV was in the video drum. I still think it's cool though. Like I don't know, I just thought the puppet was kind of neat looking. Yeah, I mean it's original. I mean I give him credit. It's just it's such a it's almost like an Evil Dead Two scene and then the type of scene and then like. The rest of the movie's so serious. I wonder where he went. I don't know. I guess he's just in there. I guess he got sucked to hell, is what you're probably saying. To hell, yeah, that'd be my only guess, yeah. Mm -hmm. At least the radio went back to normal. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, um, uh, you know, how the record was playing and it made all that shit happen. Kind of reminds me what Sammy Kerr was trying to do with his last record in Trick or Treat. Sammy Kerr was just cooler. Yeah. Now here we and have, his album had a great name as in Songs of the Key of Death. Yeah. No, I thought this was funny. We have a scene here where the teacher comes home. He wants to drink a beer. He takes off his Halloween sweater. He had an orange and black sweater on. Pulls that shit off. He wants to get comfortable. So then he puts a button-up long sleeve shirt on to relax. Yeah, I, <laughs> I never really got that either. No, yeah. He sure got a nice house for a teacher. It's kind of it's realistic though. It's kind of small. Like it look it looks nice on the inside, but later on in the movie when you start to see the front, like it's one of those very small, kind of midwestern type of houses. I've seen this guy before too. Oh, he's been in a bunch of shit actually over the years. He still occasionally kind of a kind of a poor man's Tom Atkins. Yeah, I'd say he's more like if Tom Atkins was trying to be a serious actor. This Tom guy, Atkins would have been awesome in this movie. Oh, I wouldn't have said that. This guy's a dedicated teacher, though, because he's got photographs on the walls of his house of him and his students. 
Yeah, that sounds pretty creepy to me. Yeah, and we did bring it up, but uh, they always joke that the one girl in his class, there's like a rumor going around that he's having an affair with one of his students, which isn't true, but I thought that was a weird touch. But there wouldn't have been nothing wrong with it. She was clearly like 38. Yeah, that's true. See, they're blowing out the candle. They're, they're coming on, and yeah, the crowd's all insane now. How come no parents came back to second night? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you think when, security would have ratted them out? Yeah, when a uh, what do you call it? When a satanic rock group comes to play seven straight nights <laughs> at, your, at your school, don't you want to keep an eye on it? Oh no, we saw thirty seconds of the first show. How come no news reporters are covering this shit? <laughs> Yeah, they they try to act like Black Roses was such a controversial group, but nobody really showed up. Mm mm. I think all the kids are like, oh, they're getting more and more evil as it goes by. Yeah, it's almost like a mosh pit looking thing, even though everybody's sitting down in seats. It's funny how hyped they're getting. He's got thumbtacks and glitter on his drums. I can't figure out what. He's making it sparkle. That's a great. We're gonna one. have the Ambrose Asylum match. <laughs> Damien, the lead singer, he's got like Masters of the Universe uh, shoulder pads on with fucking tangly leather tassels. Oh yeah, <laughs> I never thought of that before. We need to get uh, um, movies Ambrosified to remake us a picture of this man with wrestlers. Now here comes the great I'm part. Seeing, I'm seeing a lot of big casts right here, though. <laughs> Are you? Or you know who else? Maybe if you put the wig on, Kevin Owens. Oh fuck, Kevin Owens, especially in this. Or role. Jericho. Jericho, actually, Jericho. I can see and... Jericho. Now we got to talk about Damien's getting into a song, and like when he points or looks at certain members of the crowd, they turn to what? Would you... They're not really skeletons. They're not really zombies. They're like skinny, shrunken up puppets of people. <laughs> I'm not really now... sure what that process is. Okay, nice. See, he's, he's, he's the teacher's awoke. He hears some shenanigans. Yeah, breaking glass. He's afraid he might find a might find a paint can laying around somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he runs outside, starts buttoning up his shirt. <laughs> yep, the car sense. window got broken. Some vandals, and the and the best part is he has no clue who this could possibly be. He gets in his car and drives no. away. Meanwhile, his students that he knows. <laughs> And recognize, he should recognize, they're standing right across the street watching and laughing. But he has no clue, broke his window. See, they should have had at least, I would have at least made his students look more class of 1984-ish at this point. You know, I never really understood, like, why they, like, I understand, like, uh, satanic music drives them to be evil. And eventually they all start murdering their own parents and the children of the corn type thing. But I never understood why they turned on the teacher, really, because... He never, like, he didn't try to stop the band from playing. He just went and talked to the guy for five minutes. Like, he agreed the guy was okay, the singer. Like, I never understood why everybody was like, we got to get rid of this teacher. We got to terrorize him. Well, see, the thing is, is now you notice this town where nobody is, is there's crime and beatings and raping. Prostitutions. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, it's like the purge when he drives around this town. Yeah, no, I just got the purge election year. I haven't. I didn't get to go see that one. I'm gonna watch that tomorrow night. It's pretty good, but it's not quite as good as part two was. But it's still good. Two was two was awesome. Two is an awesome movie. Yeah. But now it's getting a TV show. The purges. Yeah. That's gonna suck. I don't want to see that. I want them to keep making movies. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Now here we have Lou Ferrigno's wife. The teacher goes over. She's hot. Yeah, she is. Uh, the teacher goes over. She's supposed to be his his girlfriend, but she's like the mayor's daughter, and she still lives in this house with her dad, who's the mayor. The only problem is this woman's about forty two years old, living with her father. I don't know. The student looks forty eight. For God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, what's I think her name's like Cindy Ferrigno. Pretty sure. Yeah. I always like Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno clearly still uh, very pumped up, to say oh, yeah. the least. Steroids. You know how he maintains that early. physique. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's strong. Speaking of which, you know, speaking of steroids, I tried to watch that Destroyer the other day. I got the Shell Factory, the Blu-ray, you know. Was it a double Zeno movie? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I remember double, seeing yeah. it in the theater, cousin. I was, you want to talk about disappointment. <laughs> that sucks. I know. I still remember going to see it. How bad it sucked. They try to make him like a shitty Freddy Krueger, don't they? Yeah, it was just awful. The, the, the only really good, ironically, the only good prison like horror movie was Prison. And even that ain't that great. It's not that great, but it's good for a limited release, or almost direct-to-video type movie. First Scream Factory Blu-ray I ever bought. The, me too. Yeah. This is the first one I ever went on. By the way, we gotta talk. We're talking about Screen Factory giving these fuckers uh, free plugs. Have you checked out the Shocktober sale? Now, the way Shocktober sale usually worked the last two or three years when they had it, and I would always, I would almost go broke because on the Shocktober sale is they. Would oh put, yeah, I remember you had so many coasters last year. It was oh, ridiculous. It was insane, and uh, and I still use them. I use them at my house, but um, they would put like every week they would pick like five movies usually. And then they had like another batch that would just stay on throughout the sale of older movies. Put about five movies. These usually would sell at that time twenty two to twenty three bucks on um, Amazon. It was usually about the going rate. They would mark them down to seventeen dollars. Now the Shocktober sale is a little different. Not even for the whole month, but just for fourteen days from October third to the seventeenth. They're putting one movie on sale a day. And when the day's over, you can't get that movie anymore, you know, about the sale price. And the sale price now is a great eighteen ninety nine. <laughs> it's the yeah, fakest. I was looking. No magnets, no coasters, nothing. Screen Screen Factory has become greedy, cousin. They they had one the other day. I just haven't noticed. I was like, hey, look, it's on sale for more than I bought it for. Exactly. Thank you. What kind of world I think I, I'll say it again. I, I'll say it again. I think that they're uh, they're pumping out too much stuff now. I mean, they're it's not the highest quality when you're starting to put out all this random crap. No, it's not the highest quality. But I'll be honest, I never thought it was the highest quality. <laughs> it, just, it just was. Oh, fun let's talk. You want to talk about the highest quality? Let's talk about these Vestron releases. Yeah. Oh, my God. They look like ass. I canceled the next two I had ordered for this simple fact. These ain't worth $27. No. They're worth about 7 Thank you. I mean, I had to have chopping mall no matter what. I was lucky to get it for about 18 because I had a uh, reward whatever thing from Best Buy. But, uh, yeah. And, uh by the way, all the people who got free copies sent to them uh, to review on their websites, 
this is the greatest remaster ever known to a horror film. This is come oh. on the fuck. Huh? I mean, it looked a million better times better than the DVD, but that's just because the DVD was such a pile of shit. But it doesn't look any better than this DVD I'm watching right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it it looks fine for what it is, but that's not. A, I'm sorry, that's not a twenty seven ninety nine DVD or Blu Ray at all. No, and I I was getting returned. I have my return living dead waxed all in order, and I was like, you know what? I I'll wait till this goes belly up, and they're five bucks in a year because exactly. no way in hell. Mm-hmm. Now here we had the one kid Bobby. He he went home after the concert to smoke a cigarette in his bed, and then all of a sudden there was just magically a naked girl in his room. Now we get I don't get this. We get we get a scene of a little kid throwing his uh, Justice League figures into the fire. And, and he's got a little, like, skeleton guy that's winning the fight and all this shit. And he's throwing all his Batmans and Superman. Was this little kid listening to Black Roses? See, he, he wasn't at the concert, to my knowledge. No. I mean, if anything, you know, the... Because the, when they seen first came out, I didn't know who the fuck this, this dad was of the little kid. It turns out he's the father of... Um, one of the girls, because they're coming back from the concert. That little kid wasn't at the concert. I love that sexy crimped hair slut look. You have to say that crimped hair, like, it was actually a good style that I think needs to come back, but it never really had. I was going to say, I was trying to get Jamie to crimp her hair the other day. She was like, I was retarded. Well, it looks like it would take hours to do, in all honesty, because they crimp it, like, all the That's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's okay, as long as you're not the one doing it. I don't gotta do it. Fuck. That, that's the woman's job to keep the man happy. <laughs> Remember that, fans. Well, somebody's doing <laughs> burnouts, donuts, and a fucking Z28 here. <laughs> I got knocked down to. I always like this scene for some reason. Yeah, yeah. The, the one of the kids is coming home from the concert. His mom's taking out the trash in her bathrobe and shit. Comes over, he comes home, pulls in the driveway. Then she starts bitching at him. Then he just backs up. It's the Guido kid, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. He already beat up all his classmates. I was going to run his mom over. It's funny because she should be looking for her husband. Yeah, really. Because it's funny because the next day at school, they're always like, "Mrs. So and So got killed in a hit and run." Could the cops not tell that there was blood all over the back of the car parked in the driveway? (laughs) They couldn't tell. Yeah, he even went and pulled up. Yeah, uh, these are stupid cops, obviously. Yeah, we got some Barney Fife people in this town. That's like he just nonchalantly did it, went in the house. Yeah, he didn't care. Pretty chilling. Now, we got to talk about this scene right here. This is one of the best scenes in the movie, don't you think? Oh, yeah, that chick's hot. They play, what is it? It's not poker. It's like some other card game. can't remember what there was. Gin or blackjack or some shit. It's like strip gin rummy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. The girl with the crimp hair kind of reminds me of Barbara Crampton. Oh, see, I was going to say the girl from uh, Tough Turf. Kim Richards? Kim Richards, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, the guy. Let me ask you a question, cousin. Yeah, shoot. I'm not going to tell you my thoughts. I'm going to see if it were if what page we're on. Okay. Savage Streets. What about? Did you think Linda Blair looked good in that movie? Well, I haven't seen the movie all the way through. I've only seen clips on the YouTube because I refused to pay forty dollars for a DVD. But I thought she did. I don't know. 
I mean, it's probably the best well, she's see, ever thought, looked. See, I'll agree with you there. I thought that was the best she ever looked, but I didn't think she was as hot as everybody else did. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not putting the poster up in my house. I'll put it that way. You've, you've never seen the movie? Never seen it. It's always out that's of print. Actually, How would I see it? Yeah, well, that's true. If it goes, a, if it's like, blue goes back in print, I'll buy it, because... I like it, but it's not, like, in my top 50 list, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't think it's as good as everybody else, but, I mean, it's it's kind of fun. All these cult movies that people talk about for five years, and then I finally see them, like, I don't know. They never live up to the hype to me. Oh, oh, I remember when I finally got to see Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. I was so bored. Yeah. Now, here we get cut in between the uh, strip gin rummy or whatever, and then Billy or Bobby, whatever the boy's name is, he finds his dad's gun, and like he pretty much just walks in and like literally just shoots his dad in the side of the head here. Did you he know? looks familiar. I figured out who he looks like, but I'm going to tell you off the air. <laughs> oh, I think I know who you're talking about. This Actually, I, I know exactly. Tie on. <laughs> yeah. Now he put he put one glove on to shoot his dad in the face, but blood sprayed everywhere. There's gonna be more evidence than what was on that little glove. He's got to go out in the field with crickets and fuck his woman now after killing his dad. Speaking of Linda Blair, this girl right here, uh, she kind of has the Linda Blair Savage Streets hair going on here. Kind of. Yeah. This this father character, he does not have any good morals either. He's just letting no, his, his teenage girl naked all over him. Then he has a heart attack and dies. He had that orgasm with down pat, though. <laughs> what? He had that like look like he was going to have like a male orgasm. Like, oh! Yeah, but he just died. No, did you notice that was like a thing always in 80s and 90s movies? Like, old guys would always have a heart attack during sex. I don't think every old guy has a heart attack, like, during sex. Like... Well, did you notice that this time the outside of the school looked like a church? It did. Church daycare. Where did all these kids get these clothes all of a sudden? Yeah, they all went from, like, t-shirts and jeans, and now they're wearing, like, uh, shit that rockers would wear on MTV, all these leopard print shirts and shit. And and I'm sorry, but Hot Topic wasn't around back then. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Although if it was, this movie would have boosted sales tremendously. Oh, yeah. See, he don't know what to do because they're all chanting Damien. 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 I feel like this, what do you think, cousin? This, once they start killing the parents, this is kind of a children of the corn ripoff, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, but, you know, I'll tell you what. If there was ever a movie that doesn't hold up, it's children of the corn. That movie's so boring now. I actually like it. Oh, I tried to watch it a few years back. I, I, I literally did fall asleep. Yeah, in the blue of it. Um, it's it's one of those movies they don't know quite how to wrap it up. But the uh, the uh, first half of it, when they're going through the deserted town, I think it's pretty good. Even the beginning, when all the kids turn and kill the parents, I think it's pretty good, actually. Uh, I like the one. I don't know what part it is. It's the one where the, the two kids come and the little one brings his cursed corn with him and starts a cult. <laughs> yeah, sequels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those sequels, they do anything in those fucking things. Now, here we have the teacher. He's calling the mayor, and he's like, my kids, you know, because the mayor is, you know, again, his girlfriend's dad, so he's got a pretty tight relationship with him. 
He's saying, we got to do something. There's like a state of emergency. All the kids are flipping out. They're fighting in the school. They're this or that. And the mayor's like, oh, I don't know. We need, like, this is a small town where nothing happens. Like, eight parents got killed the night before, and the mayor's not alarmed. <laughs> yeah, God, oh, this is all just random acts. Yeah, this is all just. Yeah, that or he picked up a new hooker on, on, because, you know, prostitution started after that show, too. <laughs> That's true. There was a lot of prostitution on the streets. Do you think Paul Kersey would have been driving down the street masturbating? <laughs> because of all the attempted rapes going on? He would have saw that shit going on. He'd have been moving there. He would have had a big boner and a big gun to shoot everybody with. Then he could have been like, now, if you want to rebuild the school, I can show it to you in brick. I can show it to you in sighting. Paper mache. You can make your basketball gym out of <laughs> He'd be the he'd work at the school as the architect. You seriously, you know what would have made this movie like ten times better? If, Charles Bronson. Yeah, if Boyo would have played either the teacher or the mayor, and then the mayor comes in and kicks ass at the end. He should have been the teacher. That would have been really good. Yeah. Now here we have. I think what is he? He's like the school psychiatrist. He's trying to figure out what's going on with this girl. This is the girl with the crimped hair. Who, keep in mind, before all this happened, she was like a goody-goody, and now she's like a total slut. Yeah, she looked like straight out of like Sunday school and shit. Yeah, now she got leopard print, crimped hair. Now, the only kind of misstep I would say is like during this whole middle part of the movie where we see the kids all turning evil, you don't really see Damien or the band. Like, shouldn't Damien have been, like, having sex with all the kids or something? You know what I mean? If he you is a think demon. He just disappeared. Yeah. He's a lazy demon. He don't keep tabs on these people during the day. <laughs> he lays around in his coffin or whatever. He must. So, yeah, you think he'd be, like, doing something. But, no, during the day, he doesn't check on them or see if his plan's working or nothing. Mm-hmm. He, don't, he didn't even drive around town. Hmm. <laughs> I have to admit I'm laughing because I keep thinking about who that that one kid looked like. <laughs> <laughs> it looked just like him too. That means a dead ring. Dead ring. She kind of looks. She she kind of looks like um Dana Brooke. You think so? Well, Dana look Brooke at her now, face. Yeah. Look at just look at her face. Dana Brooke's face looks way different now. Way better, I think. See, this old man's got to open the, the, the window, get some air. He's getting too turned on by this girl. She, like, instantly turns into a demon, pushes him out the window. He falls into the bed of a pickup truck. <laughs> of the and she even sticks her head out, and the guy doesn't even, no one can ID her? Yeah, the gardener was sitting he was right there when the guy fell into his truck from, like, five stories up. <laughs> Okay, cuz I, I gotta point this out. You ever notice when, like, in a movie, when there's, like, some evil happening in a small town, like, somebody goes to a library at night yes. <laughs> to research. It, and the library long. always has a whole section on satanic cults. A middle school library has a section of ancient books on the devil. <laughs> They got like a spirit guide there and everything. Yeah. And of course, here comes his, you know, late at night, all the lights are out at this uh, middle school library. Um, 
I mean, this is supposed to be a high school, but everything, like, even the, the desk and the chairs are small. Yeah, it's <laughs> school. It looks like my kid's school. I know. Well, here comes the student. It's creepy how he keeps calling everybody, oh, these are my kids. These are my kids. My if kids. I was the mayor, I'd be worried about him. He actually takes, like, more ownership. Oh, my God, there he is standing right there. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I can almost hear the crickets outside. But uh, here she goes. I like how he's wearing sleeveless denim jacket now. (laughs) Once he's a badass, tough kid. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she comes in here and keep in mind everybody jokes that he's having an affair with this student. Even his own girlfriend jokes about it. And then she wants to come to him in a dark library and shit. Look at how old she looks, though. She does look much older here. I mean, I'm in my forties. She looks older than me. She looks older than him. Yeah. Some of the, the the teenage casting is horrible in this film. Well, I wonder if they. I mean, like, I mean, I don't expect them to do a high school movie with fifteen year olds because of the you know they have laws. You, kids can't shoot a movie all night. Like, I get that, but couldn't you find some twenty year olds? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, find the nineteen year old. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I don't get. At least. I mean, like in the case of 90210, Luke Perry looked 40 in that show. Yeah. Where's that creepy stalker at? <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering where he's at. See, he's right there. Why is he... Fu- now, he always liked her. Remember, he was going to take her with him when he was going to paint the town. Yeah, and then that turned into bullshit. And then he does some little hand gesture, like menacing at the uh, teacher. I've been doing the Seattle Mero uh, hand gesture Seattle a lot lately. Yeah, I do too. No fear. Here goes Dane. Did you watch Lucha Underground uh, uh, this week yet? No, I'm like weeks and weeks behind. Have you seen the Weapons of Mass Destruction match yet with Marty the Moth? Actually, I have. That was the last one I watched with Killshot. Oh, that match that was, was awesome. awesome. It was awesome. Fucking Mariposa's ass went through that table. I know. Here that we... was a long match, too. Oh, it was like almost the whole episode. It was great. Marty was bleeding pretty good. Yeah, he was. Now, do you think he bladed it or if he just let himself get busted open? I think he got busted open. I just always am amused by how he comes down and tries to touch the ring announcer girl. Oh, he's molested her several times. She's gorgeous. Whoever she is, she is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Yeah. I'll agree with that. I'm kind of sur- I, I can't remember what it was now, what she said. I think I think she got a part on a TV show. Oh, I think she's going to be, like, when Arnold takes over the Celebrity Apprentice, I think she's going to be, like, the secretary or something on there, she was saying. That would work. And now we finally get some boobs. No, seriously, let's explain this scene. This is a close-up scene from, like, the neck down of for about... This goes on for about a minute and a half. Some girl fondles her boobs in front of a mirror. Now, keep in mind, we never see her face this entire scene. So we we don't know what character is. We don't know who it is. Why why is this such an obvious, like, out-of-nowhere body double? I I think it was just edited in. And there's, like, we don't know who's touching her either. 
But doesn't her hand, like her right hand, look like it's got makeup on it to be like all wrinkly and nasty? No, no, it's implied. Well, see, that I she... think that's the demon's hand. But it's her hand. No, I think it's somebody. Okay, never mind. It is her. It's weird. Like I, I have no idea who these tits belong to. No, it's really. At, at first, I thought they were just doing the body double because it was one that's supposed to be one of the younger girls. But like, you really don't know who the fuck this is. Well, I think I can assume is it's her. Yeah. Because now it's... I mean, that's... It was just weird, because that girl's clearly not under 18, so what, how come she didn't do her own nudity? You know what I mean? Well, that's clearly a different outfit. Well, right, yeah, yeah. It's. Do you think, like, like months later, like, when they shot that new concert, they are like, let's get a body double to try... Because you're right, like, this girl has the fingerless gloves on, but not the same outfit. They were trying to well, match it with this like, girl. We better get a. We need a boob shot in here. It's... Yeah. Which I'm not. I'm not like objected to, but it's just strange when you watch a minute and a half scene and you don't see somebody's face and you just uh, their chest. Well, I'm trying to figure out how you can kill someone with an ashtray. An ashtray made out of paper mache too. <laughs> Shouldn't it have broke like on the first hit? How are you? Uh, yeah, she her sexually molesting stepdad. I guess he was. She busts him over the head with this paper mache ashtray. And the forensic team must suck around here because every murder has just got blood everywhere. And, and people are covered in blood, and then nobody knows who did it. See, is he? Here's my thing: is he having visions of this stuff? Because if you notice, every time there's a murder or something bad happens, he's asleep and he wakes up. That is true. But I I, no, I think it is because eventually the um, when his girlfriend gets killed, like the mayor acknowledges that it happened, so it can't be all hallucinations. Plus, he did spend the night at the, the middle school library researching cults. Yeah, like, I mean, I get you're tired, you fall asleep with your head on the desk, but he slept a good 10 hours there, didn't he? Yeah. He yeah, must have found a lot of research. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, I missed the concert. Well, the concert probably started at, what, 9 at night? And now he says, oh, it's 10 in the at morning. At the latest. Yeah, at the latest. And now he's like, oh, it's 10 in the morning. Like, how could he sleep that long with his head? Like, they should have, like... But he knows, but he knows something's up, see? Yeah. No, he, he, the girl who uh, killed her step, molesting stepdad, he rushes over to her house. Now, everybody's making, like jokes that this guy sleeps with his students should he really first thing in the morning rush over to the girl's house bang on the door to be screaming her name out <laughs> yeah that that looks a bit suspect it really does at least he's leaving now yeah. after he's made a spectacle of himself well she says oh my husband's dead he, he gets out of there quick all of a sudden he's not concerned anymore <laughs> oh well okay I mean, you're going to do them shenanigans. You don't bring a little kid with you to be the shield when you knock on the door. <laughs> yeah. Now, here we have uh, Cindy Ferrigno playing tennis in a low-cut top. Or she just got done, I should say. And getting into her car. Now, this is where the movie, to me, goes to the point of no return with the violence these kids are doing. Like, at this point, uh, with what's going to happen with her, like, now you know the movie's serious. Like, there's no going back. You know what I mean? We're gonna get some some medium to kneel action. <laughs> yes, we are. 
Some yeah, not pretty lightweight to kneel. Soft core to kneel. Soft to kneel. Yeah. G-rated to kneel. <laughs> Probably got a better family-friendly to kneel. Now she gets in her car. Uh, she's just like at a public park, I guess it was supposed to be. And then, of course, there's always somebody in a horror movie in the back seat. The best is when the, the, the thing rolled down and it was the Undertaker driving the limo. Yeah, for Stephanie McMahon. Where to, Stephanie? Mentioned that on the last Phenomenal Pipe Bomb podcast. I know, that's how I uh, learned about that. I never knew that storyline took place. Oh, really? Yeah, I, do. I was uh, yeah, yeah. not watching uh, wrestling at that time. So it, it looked just like an old movie. You know, they ushered to the limo and... You know, she's like, driver, driver, get me out of here. It's how the paper ended. And the, the mirror went down. Taker just turned his head. He was driving. He's like, where to, Stephanie? And you see it pull off while she's screaming into the night. <sighs> yeah, it, it looked really good. It, it made it looked re- really, really slick on, on the way they did it. Yeah, I wish they would do stuff like that. Uh, maybe I could actually watch their show if they still took the effort <laughs> to do stuff like that. Did you at least remember when I mentioned Sean kicking Marty through the window? I have seen that clip, but I mean, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't watching wrestling at that time. I, I just like how he kicked him through, how he threw him through a window, and Bobby Heaney went, Janetti tried to dive through the window to escape. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a pretty good uh, burnout flying down the street in a car. See, there's some good crane shots in here. This way. Like oh, some, yeah. Some there's of money this, involved in this movie. Yeah, some of it looks cheap, and then some of it like looks really good. Wonder if he got his window fixed. Well, he never puts it back up, but yeah, it's been nice outside. So here you can tell how kind of how small his uh, house is. Like, look at that garage, cousin. I don't even think you could well, fit here's a the full real car question. Why, why wasn't his car in the garage? Exactly. See, lots of unanswered questions in these movies. Now he's been racing around town trying to find the answers because he knows something's going on everywhere he goes. He's getting some bad news. Now, this is pretty much a big pussy getting pulled into a speaker by a giant spider wasn't the craziest part of the movie. Here he gets the phone call from the mayor that his daughter, this guy's girlfriend, was uh, you know, burned up in her car. We just saw her get her throat slit, but obviously the car was set fire to afterwards. He doesn't even hang up with this guy. And next thing you know, his student is here in a second, going to show up trying to have sex with him. Like, and he's like immediately like... He doesn't break down crying. He know he just he's like this is wrong. We can't have sex. Meanwhile, he never hung up the phone really. So the mayor's on the other end listening to this guy about to have sex with a teen girl. Yeah, he's probably like you son of a bitch. No wonder my daughter's dead. You probably killed her. <laughs> One of your crazy love struck students. Exactly. One of your kids. You know, like with how much of the storyline, you know of this movie borders on the teacher having sex with his students or allegedly I almost think this is a prequel to the movie Wild Things <laughs> it might be only with demons <laughs> Wild Demons I like Wild Things I only saw the first one I didn't see the other 18 yeah I think I tried to watch part 2 on like HBO or something one time and it, it just it's those, uh, I wouldn't even call it a real sequel. It's like one of those, like, there's a while there, like during when DVD was really big and the video stores were still around, where they would do a sequel 
direct-to-video, but it was really just a like super cheap remake of the first movie. Yeah, that's what Wild Things too is like. Now here's a similar plot. Yeah. Now here, this girl is um, taking her shirt off, but like showing her breasts. But like, it looked like they put makeup on them to make them look like veiny and diseased. Did you notice that? She don't look too bad here, though. No. But she starts going down on him, and he's like, this is wrong. What's going on? But he hit her. And see, that's uncalled for. Why did he smack her in the head? Yeah. He likes it rough. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? It's like, well, you shouldn't have hit her. Exactly. Now, keep in mind, the phone is still off the ringer. The the mayor could be listening to all of this still. So I don't think this is bad make. I think this is pretty good practical effect here. Yeah, she w- wakes up in the or not wakes up, but she looks up and uh, she got a big mouthful of demon teeth. The glowing hand is too much, though. Yeah, like the hand by maybe the hand like looked too phony, and that's why they had it. But just her having a, a, a monster hand pop up out of frame, like it that was good enough. They didn't need to like what would you call this like animated um, magical electricity type thing going on? Yeah. I don't- I mean, her teeth look fine. They didn't yeah. need to throw this in. Very mm-hmm. Max Hedrumish. Yeah, and the and the the hand looks good. It's very creepy. I think. But it's trying to make it kind of psychedelic. Yeah. Now here, I we, think that's a really cool effect. Actually, Fangle used to have that picture in, in a lot. I think it looks yeah. pretty cool. Like the eyes look a little funny on the puppet. Basically, fans, if you haven't seen this movie, she transforms into a human size like demon puppet but it, it's got like a what would you call that like a bald looking dog head kind of thing kind of and its weakness is a tennis racket yeah he starts hitting it like like he starts beating the shellless puppet first punching it and hit it with a tennis racket but uh but it's still got the body with like the breasts on it and stuff so it's very unsettling looking when you see it i think all the puppets in this look pretty i mean they're not like state-of-the-art but i think they all look pretty good for what they are they look Good. They just don't move as good as they probably, because like this is clearly just somebody's throwing this puppet. And this is the part I didn't like because I'll I'll be critical here. He throws a tennis ball down the demon's throat and then it just spits it back up. That was, I don't know. That was so phony looking. <laughs> oh yeah. Now he's got his he's got a stake now. Yeah. Took a stake from a broken stool and jammed it in there. Now this is where you got to help me. Um, because, like I said, all these girls in this movie look the same to me. Now, he kills this demon, but I swear that isn't this girl still alive when he goes to the concert in a second? They all look alike. Yeah, they all look we'll find out, I guess. I can't tell which girl he killed here. Because he, when he goes and um, he tries to stop the final concert or whatever, like he saves one of the girls out of the crowd. I thought it was this girl, but I don't know. They all look the same to me. Especially after they all transformed into, you know, metal slut girls. So, Unless this version wasn't really that girl. It was just a demon in disguise. That could be, too. He's sure got a lot of uh, burning equipment there. Yeah, he goes... How come to... every time they go into this school, it looks different? Yeah, I don't know. He went to Texaco and he, he filled up a bunch of gallons of gasoline in plastic containers. And he bought road flares there as well. Now he means business because now he's wearing his vest. Yeah, his Marty McFly vest. Because, you know, if you're going to sneak around to do something, you want to wear a bright fluorescent orange vest. Why, yeah, why was he wearing the, that big 
puffy vest with like a short. I mean, seriously, you can see him a mile away. He should be all in black. It's like a hunter vest, so you could see somebody like. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to sneak into the concert while brightly. If he wanted to sneak into the concert, shouldn't he put like a like a baseball hat on and like put like a t-shirt on to blend in with the kids? You know. This was my complaint here is, is the way he sneaks in. I mean, he makes it all the way up on stage and nobody fucking notices him. Come on. Well, not only that, but instead of, like, throwing his bombs of gasoline onto the stage, he walk, he walks up to, like, he's sneaking around here on the outside, but then when he gets in the auditorium, he walks straight up to the stage, he starts slowly pouring the gasoline, like, he, and he's, he's, like, on the stage, like, the corner of the stage. Did he not think Damien was not going to see him? Well, I don't get why he just didn't, like, close that in. Mm-hmm. And light the whole fucking place on fire. Yeah, like I thought he, especially because I hear he's like standing outside the doors. I thought he's gonna like jam sticks in the doors to lock them all in and yeah. then, like throw the bombs in there. You know what I mean? That would have made the most sense. Because he could have just took one of the road flares and fucking like, you know, dropped it into the gas can and threw the gas can and slammed the door and blew the place up. You know? Very easy with all that electrical equipment. Yeah. Yeah. How does nobody see him? That was my always. That always was a big complaint with me. Yeah, like everybody's really into a trance sound, and I think the song Damien's singing now is like, "My soldiers, my soldiers, come, my soldiers." Yeah, I get there in a trance, but still, look at him. I mean, he's right there. When we say he's right there, <laughs> what is he? What four and a half feet away from where Damien's standing? Yeah, I was going to say, look at how do you not even. I mean, yeah, that'd be the only thing if they're in a big trance, but still. And why is he baby splashing? probably smelled the gasoline. Why is he baby splashing the shit onto the stage? Shouldn't he just be dumping that right there into a huge puddle? I would have just stuck the flare in the thing and launched it. Yeah. Like, I would have done a gimmick where, like, with some tape, like, you stick half the flare in the gas can and then light it and throw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when it burns down, it blows up. Now, see, now Damon grabs that girl, which is like the one he's always accused of sleeping with. I swear that's the same girl that went to his house. I think it is the same one. Maybe she regenerated. Yeah. Or maybe it was just a demon pretending to be her before. That could be, too. This movie's confusing. First, De- first Damien has long hair, then he has short hair. Now here he's going to review his true form, right? A bald man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I do enjoy the fight that the two have. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> Let's talk about Damien for a second. This actor, I was surprised to find this out, cousin. He's actually a Broadway musical actor. and But he doesn't sing any of the songs in this movie, I don't think. He just performs it or whatever. Lip syncs it, I guess. I'm telling you, I see Jericho now the more I look. Yeah. There he goes. Yeah, I don't get that. This man had two wigs. He took his shit seriously. Three wigs, actually. Three wigs. See, now, this is where I was disappointed. Like, I was waiting for this final scene so much. But Damien transforms into a demon, but he looks completely different than he did in the first scene of the movie. I wanted them to look like they did in the first scene, because they looked awesome in that one. Yeah, that first scene, they did look a lot cooler. Yeah. Here, he just don't look bad. But... It's not bad. It's just not as cool of a makeup as the first one. I like how now they're all demon. They all magically turn. And he just kind of looks around. Yeah, these these are the Halloween masks. Why, what would you say they're really more like zombies than demons? I guess 
that the crown uh, turns into. That thing's a crocodile, but yeah. Now Damien finishes transformation, and this looks like uh, Bosk from Star Wars, the bounty hunter with uh, the yellow jumpsuit on. It's I have pretty, no idea who that is. He's like a giant crocodile man in Star Wars, or I should say, Empire Strikes Back. He's in it for like one second. But this puppet is... See, these demons aren't very tough. He just beat the shit out of three of them. Well, he dropped them with, like, one punch each. No, no, that, 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 all the puppets are cool. Now he's hitting them with a... Look at him, he's beating the shit out of them. He got them right in the nuts. Yeah, but he's hitting them with, like, a fucking soft gong pole. Yeah, like they're gonna joust. Yeah, it's a full body suit of this monster, and obviously, like, the arms are built up. He has these big, like, paddle-like arms that he's swinging at the guy. It's a good There's makeup. No match. Just, yeah, it's a good makeup. It just, this, I don't know. Doesn't to teach his new movement too much like Shane O'Mac. He is. He comes to money. See, he's doing that. He's doing the shuffle. He is. Back and forth. Shane O'Mac, the man that will end Brock Lesnar's winning streak. <laughs> yeah. That will be the next shitty Shane McMahon WrestleMania match. Yeah. I well, I don't know if it can be any shittier than last year's. Yeah. This year's, I should say. Now here are they. They bring the guy back up to Damien. Damien's just standing there with his arms flailing in the air. What was he doing there before the guy kicked him in the nuts? I don't know. I, I don't know. He's recovering from the other kick in the nuts. Now, fans, I want to know the moral lesson that was learned here. He's going to blow up the whole arena. That's great how he throws that girl just onto the fucking ground. But, I know, like, he tried to save her, he just launches her off the stage. Yeah, he's going to light this giant fire to burn up these demons. Keep in mind, there's, like, 200 high school kids in the room. He doesn't care. All he cares about is this one girl that he's been accused of having an affair with this, uh, you know, student. Now, think about this. The way this movie ends, his girlfriend's dead. He's killed the, the demon rock band. He runs off with this girl at the end. Aren't you supposed to imply that that's his love interest now, that teen girl? <laughs> I'm assuming she's going to jail with all these other kids. Yeah, because they all... And, like, this how, you know, like, it's fucked up because, like, um, that one kid that we were talking about that looks like that guy we know, he actually runs out of the uh, the concert screaming, oh, my God, what happened to my dad? Like, he doesn't even remember that he shot his dad in the fucking face eight yeah. times. Here he is. But, yeah. So, apparently, like, everybody... You know, like, that's why I said, like, there's really no going back for like most of these kids because most of them killed their parents or at least one of their parents. Like you, that that whole demon possessed by heavy metal music uh, legal defense never really worked out for a lot of people in the '80s, did it? Well, and technically, though, the Guido only killed one parent. The speaker took care of the other one. Yeah, that is true. So he's an orphan, and then like all of a sudden, there's just like one guy that comes out all by himself, like with his arm on the fire. And they eventually put him out. And then in the next shot, there's like another, a bunch of people on the stairs again. Now, I'm trying to figure out why none of these demons got off the stage. Yeah, it seemed like it would actually be easy for them to escape. And like, what is fire going to do with a demon? Don't demons like live in fire and hell and all that? You would think. Now we cut now, to... What, what do we flash forward here to? They didn't really say, but it's a little later. Yeah, I'm guessing it's probably like two months later, six months later. 
And uh, it's really weird flashback, though, because we just cut to the teacher and the mayor drinking beers, right? They're just drinking beers at their yeah. house. And the mayor's like, he acts like he has to, like, fiddle with the TV just to get it to, to like, tune into a station. It's very weird. But they're watching the news. Like, I, I, you know, all these beers, like, I thought they were going to be, like, watching a football game or something. They're watching the news yeah, getting drunk. Watch the news. And, of course, the uh, ending news report is that the band Black Roses... Uh, you know, starring the singer Damien is going to play Madison Square Garden now. So they finally are going to play a big arena and, uh, you know, you know, whatever, turn a bunch of people into demons. So pretty much all that catching shit on fire and all that, like, they really didn't do anything to the demons, did they? Well, technically, if you wanted to break their spell, wouldn't you have had to have killed them? Right. Like, all he did was, like, catch the thing on fire so that everybody ran out, you know? Yeah. Dumbass. Now, do you think that ending was setting up for a sequel? Or what do you think? I don't, I don't think so much a sequel. I think all horror movies were just at that gimmick back then where they all ended that open, kind of shocking ending. But I, I don't know. Could you make a sequel to this? You know what I mean? Yeah. But then again, straight to video horror movies, I mean. A lot of them had fights. They still make them stupid-ass puppet master movies. And Damien, I mean, you probably couldn't have showed him playing Madison Square Garden, but you could have done a sequel where he played another high school gym, probably, right? Oh, yeah. He could have went to Sammy Kerr's place. (laughs) The sequel would have been Sammy Kerr's alma mater being like, you're not going to fool us again with these demon rock bands. Yeah, that, that would have been a good crossover. It actually would have. Did this come out before, after, or right at the same time as uh, Sammy Kerr? Sammy Kerr, I think, was 86. Yeah, that's what I thought. And this was like 88 when it finally came out. They were all close together. I saw, I'm pretty sure the Sammy Kerr one was first. Yeah. See, here you see. Uh, You have to ask the I team. Yeah. See, here you have the credits, and they have the New York crew listed separately. Yeah. More people worked on that New York sequence at the beginning than did the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they it's like they made the movie for no money, and then what the guy said was like the distributor wanted another scene with monsters in it. So they just filmed it, you know, they got a little bit more money. Somehow that opening three-minute rock sequence was more budget than the rest of the movie. Than the rest of the movie combined. Now, cause another show. I, lo- I, lo- I love this movie, though. I have no shame in admitting it. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. Do you have the soundtrack, cousin? No. Oh, excuse me. No, because I don't like this kind of music. See, that's what I thought. That's why I was surprised when you told me you liked this movie so much. I was like, I thought you would hate hair metal bands. No, I just, I just for some reason the whole uh, heavy metal horror. Uh, there wasn't enough of it. I thought it was kind of cool, so um, they didn't make enough movies. There really weren't four or five, maybe tops. Yeah. So this film in Ontario, Ontario, Canada, and Westchester County, New York. What was some of the other ones it, besides it Trick or Treat? Back then. Oh, you had Hard Rock Zombies, uh, Hack of Lantern, Rock and Roll Nightmare. That might be it, actually. <laughs> there weren't very many of them. Would you say by far Trick or Treat was the best one, and then Black Roses was the second, second best? Yeah, Trick or Treat's leaps and bounds better than all of them. Yeah. So, what, what was your favorite scene from this ridiculous film, cousin? 
I don't know. I just really liked how he ran over his mom with the car just because it was so nonchalant. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. I like the opening like concert part with that make. I wish they would have done more with that kind of. Yeah, I dig this film a lot. I would write it's it's Synapse put it out. I want to say even though it's been out for a while, I want to say it's still like a fifteen twenty dollar DVD. I found a lot of places selling it now for twelve. Like they like they all had the exact same price, so people can pick. This you don't up. regret buying it, do you? No, I'm I'm actually glad. I didn't want to because I didn't remember really liking the movie to be honest with you. But now that I watched it, it's pretty good. And it's got a now, see, if we had some Patreon money, we could have we could have exactly. just used that for Patreon.com slash 1980s movie graveyard. If we had some Patreon money, we could have bought an extra copy and uh, raffled it off for the fans. But you know. I would have done that too. Oh, I would have too. But yes, fans, the- like you you could be helping yourselves, fans. <laughs> just two dollars a month. Two dollars a month. Two dollars. Set less than you can seven give more if you want. Yeah, there's an option right think on Patreon to give more if you want. But we're we think too. You know, and, and people are like, "Oh, two dollars a month. That's a lot." Like, go on Patreon. There's a lot of people asking ten a month and actually getting it. We're asking two, and nobody's like, "Oh, two dollars." No. <laughs> but I guess I, guess, I like to think we're better than everyone else. Yeah. But I, but I guess that just shows that nobody thinks our, our show is worth much. So now we're going to have to beg and grovel for the big shave companies to keep us in business. I already, already filled out the 78-page form. Oh, no. <laughs> the I big shave. Cut my finger. Yeah, cut my finger and sign it in my blood. <laughs> yeah. Damien-style contract for shaving companies. I'm going after the shaving company and JR's barbecue sauce. There you go. No, but in all serious, I would recommend Black Roses to people if you want, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't call it campy, but over-the-top 80s horror movie that's just really kind of bizarre and off the wall and has a lot of, you know, puppet creatures and, you know, just, you know, sleazy scenes kind of in it and shit, so it's pretty good. I recommend it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, if you've seen it, obviously you'll still probably like it. And if uh, if you've never seen it yet, it's especially if you're into that kind of music and that. But uh, it's just a fun movie. Yeah. So the horrorthon will continue. Uh, you know, we we got a handful more movies to record here, and then eventually we can you know upload the episodes all throughout Halloween. Uh, you know the hor- you know. Horrorthon's actually almost over at this point. Only a couple more episodes remaining, cousin. What did you think of the Horrorthon? Do you think this is something we should continue to do in future years, or do you think we'll never top this one? I'm thinking next year, 31 days of Horrorthon. See, I was going to just slightly bump it up from 10 episodes this year to say, ooh, the unlucky 13. If we get Patriot money by this time next year, 31 days of horror. Oh, I'll be more than happy. You know, we'll have to record it all year round, kind of, but, you know. If we That's can, the only if we're getting money. Yeah, if we're meeting our goal that we have set, which is a very modest goal, actually. It seems like a lot, uh, but yeah. it's very modest compared to what other podcasts are getting. Considering between Twitter and Facebook, we have 52,000 fans. <laughs> exactly. And and right now, only one that cares about us. And that's why we thank you. Yeah. 
Matt. Big shout out to Matt E. Matt E. He's the man. Now you can get shout outs to fans. Yeah. I feel like this is becoming an infomercial at this point. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, I mean, we, we take care of our people. Wait, that is Yeah. True. We need the money. Is there? A, I love money. My, my wife is starting to get real stingy on how much money she gives me. Really? I need your help, fans. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrible, cousin, the way you phrase that. It is. I need your help, fans. I, I need I need that fuck money from somewhere. Virgil and Corey G's fuck money. Yeah. All right. Poor Virgil. He's been trying for five years. He only got grand, I think, so far. But you know what? That's a grand that he didn't have before. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he paid his rent for at least one month with that. Yeah, well, he goes on them subway tours now, selling shit in the subways. Yeah, he does. I bet he cleans up in the subway though. He might. Yeah. All right, everybody, keep on rolling with this all month long on the horathon. We will not stop until we, you know, Halloween night. We burn out, you know, blow out the lights or burn out the lights on the jack lanterns. Then we will finally rest. So the, for the 1980s movie graveyard, keep tricking, keep treating. Keep rocking. Keep being spooky. Keep what else? Keep donating, right? Keep donating. You give us some money, for God's <laughs> sake, you cheap bastards. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you next time in the 1980s movie graveyard. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.